0: at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.
1: The button, my friend. The Out of Bound Show is live, live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge in the Bank Plus Studio.
0: Check, check, check it out.
1: Hey, y'all can go ahead and get ready. There will be a a, a quarterback or two kind of come out of nowhere in the NFL draft that we don't talk about. You know, we stay on the Hendon Hooker, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, I guess, Will Levis. He does look like he's got everything he needs, except good offensive coaching. Um, But there'll be a couple come out of nowhere, and I still believe that Hendon Hooker will be a top-ten pick. We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Mississippi State has a week off uh, this week. And Mike Leach was talking about dinosaur hands and all sorts of things. And his team being intimidated by the crimson and white jersey of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Now, I'll give the defense credit. Um, They played really well considering they don't have enough talent on that side of the ball. But I don't know what Arnett did on, like, Tuesday and Wednesday last week. But whatever he did, uh, maybe threaten threatened the mill plan. And I'm kidding because you can't do that. But whatever he did, it worked. But still can't get anything going against an Alabama-type team um, on offense. Can't get off the line of scrimmage. I mean, this same deal last 13 years, Mullen-Moorhead uh, freeze. Can't upgrade the talent at wide receiver. And in the Sun Belt, I mean, you got to hit on st- – you got to hit on somebody. Memphis, Troy, La Lafayette, North Texas, and others have hit on guys. So um, we're live in the Bank Plus studio. The Out of Bounds show is brought to you by the Purple Mattress at Maskely Sleep Store, any of the seven locations. Check out the Purple Mattress from Maskely Sleep Store. I love mine. We welcome in Steve Robertson, uh, Hale State Insider, Jeans Page, 247 Sports, the Boneyard Podcast. He joins us on. The Desecy guest line, and uh, Steve, what's the latest on Dylan Johnson, uh, Le- Lequinston Sharp, and Jaden Cromedy? Let's just go ahead and get into an injury, injury report for Hell State.
2: Well, good. It's a good chance they all play against Auburn, and uh, I'm told that Sharp could have played last weekend if needed, but uh, with the bye week coming up, probably best to rest him. Dylan Johnson, uh, is a guy that. Got a little bit banged up against Kentucky. There's this discussion that he'll be available uh for Auburn. But a lot of it's going to depend on how he responds here this week, you know, with uh you know, with treatment. And Jaden Cromberdy is a guy that uh, about a month ago you know, rumors were that he would be able to be able to play against Alabama. He didn't. But the hope is Auburn. Uh and of course you get the bye week this week because the open date, I guess technically is what we call it. But um it looks like state should be close to full strength when the Tigers come to town here uh, in two weekends
1: so if you had to bet money you would bet all that book money you've made if you had to bet money you would say all three play against Auburn
2: well I wouldn't bet all the book money on anything but no uh, I didn't mean all did. the book money but
1: just a hundred bucks of it
2: oh absolutely yes, I, yeah it, yeah yeah if we we go margin with that, yeah, I, I would bet a hundred bucks or so that uh, those guys are able to play. Now, now how effective they are and how much they play, kind of remains to be seen. I I, I would say the Quinston Sharp is probably the closest to being a hundred percent. And with Crumity, you worry about you know just the lack of time. You know, it's like being off the football field and getting in football shape takes a lot of time. That's why you have fall camp, and you know he hasn't had really full contact. Yeah, since the middle of camp, and so that's the thing you kind of wonder about: how effective can he be? Yes, getting him back helps you. He's a very talented player, perhaps your most talented defensive lineman. But you know, how game ready will he be you know, in week one back on, on recovery? And you know, Dylan Johnson's a guy that uh, plays with a real sense of urgency, and you know he's a lot better than some guys in the college football. at Ninety percent, you know, uh, this is the reality of it. He's a guy that plays really hard, and so yeah, I, I would anticipate all of them seeing action against Auburn.
1: Anybody else that is uh, out or needs to get help? John Lewis, anything there? What?
2: Yeah, I mean, Lewis has played a little bit. And, and uh, yeah, I really expected him to play a lot more. Of course, he has the injury in camp. And really what State needs with him is just to get some reps because he's going to have to really challenge next year uh, for a much bigger role. And he's certainly talented enough to do it. You know, Gold Johnson's a guy, of course, that missed some time. Played against Kentucky, played against Alabama, but he's nowhere near 100%. You know, the hope is with you know this week being the open date, and then next week, you know, kind of two more weeks of not getting full contact, that he'll be closer to 100%. But yeah, uh, you know, that's the thing about these high ankle sprains and things like that, these foot injuries, especially for guys that carry some girth, it takes a while for them to recover, and and so you know, the hope is. That he's kind of trending in the right direction, and he should be. I didn't think he played bad against Alabama, but you can tell he's limited somewhat.
0: Okay. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino.
1: um out of bounds espn 105 down the zone steve robertson on the out of bounds show what's realistic for this team to do in the next two weeks to try to win two or three more games on the way out
2: well i think this week is about kind of getting your legs back under you you know when you played all these games in a row and and you, know, you only get the one by date these days or open date but uh yeah, this week will be a coaches are on the road a lot, recruiting right now. So, you know, in many respects, you've got GAs kind of running practice and things like that. And, and, and again, the, the team understands what practice is all about. You don't have an opponent you're preparing for this week, so you're not implementing game plan things like that. You're going through practice, keeping guys crisp, getting them sharp, and kind of getting their legs back under them. So I think this week is – probably a good week at this point in the season because this month of november is going to define the mississippi state season and could in many respects define the michael h era here at mississippi state you need to take a step forward this year now that's always been the expectation is hey can they go from seven and five to eight and four in the regular season well you drop that kentucky game which is a game you really weren't expecting to lose and now you got to make it up somewhere now are there three winnable games on this schedule? Yeah, I guess you could make an argument that all four of them are winnable, but I don't think anybody that is objective gives State much of a chance to beat Georgia. But you could win the other three, and I think certainly you feel good about Auburn and then East Tennessee State in the Egg Bowl. You never know what's going to happen there. I mean, you never know what shape each team's going to be, and by the time you get there, even with four weeks to go, you simply don't know. But, yeah, State state will be a bowl team, that of which we can be assured. Is State of Florida bowl team? At this point, I'd say no but you look around the league and you look at that A&M is slipping behind state, Auburn's slipping behind state, Vandy Missouri not going to make a bowl game. Uh, South Carolina's probably evil, evenly situated with state. And if you end up in a situation where you and Arkansas have the same record, well then you would win because of the head the head-to-head matchup there. And so state's got a lot left to play for. So they can't go out there and, and certainly lay an egg against Auburn and then, you know, limp to the finish by a stretch.
1: How big is, that, is the Auburn game at home for the staff?
2: I think it's big for everybody. Uh, and I think this is a game, too, especially with two weeks to prepare. You know, this is an Auburn team that is absolutely struggling. And uh, granted, they had the bye week last week. They're going to play a very physical ball game this week against the University of Arkansas. And that's interesting too. you look at you know, two of the four games that Mississippi State has left. The opponent plays Arkansas the week before, and and no matter what you think about Sam Pittman in Arkansas, they play a physical brand of football, so you're going to get kind of beat up. So Arkansas can kind of play the role of kind of meat tenderizer in some respects for state here in the next couple of uh, you know the next few weeks, and so I think you got to get out and take care of Auburn, and that that's a game I don't think anybody expected Auburn to come in here and win. Yeah, but when you look at how this team played against the run against Kentucky, you kind of raise an eyebrow a little bit and say, "Well, you know that could be trouble." And then you see how they played against Alabama, and that's where I think Arnett and company have to step up. They have to be the tone setters. They have to kind of control the flow of this game and give the offense the football back with greater regularity.
1: Steve Robertson, two four seven Sports, Jeans Page on the Dossey guest line. So uh, the bottom line is the same old. Uh, I guess discussion is in play for this Mississippi State program of football. Uh, They need better offensive skill talent. Now, it's easy just to say they need to recruit better players, uh, more explosive players. Uh, They needed it running back. They needed it receiver. They'll eventually need it at quarterback. So you keep up with this. I mean, what's the answer? Because that's been the scuttlebutt on your board. On our show and every other Mississippi State media platform this week?
2: Well, it, I don't think, I think you're exactly right about one thing. It, it's not just recruiting related. I mean, obviously, you'd love to go out there and, and get, you know, a four or five star type guy that could come in here and be an alpha for you. But, you know, sometimes that has to be developed. I do think state's wide receiver class this past year was really good. Uh, and I think those guys could potentially be some difference makers, but you got to develop them know, that's the big thing there is you have to get see guys get better. And there are some guys in this wide receiver room that that are basically the same guy they were last year. And So you ask yourself, okay, is this a coaching situation? Is it a player situation? Uh, is it an evaluation situation? Do you have some guys maybe playing in the wrong spot? You know, I think that's something the staff's got to decide kind of moving forward. But I, I was disappointed in the play of the wide receivers against Alabama. And, listen, I get it. Alabama's going to field one of the best secondaries in the country every single year because that's a position group that Nick Saban places a premium on. That guy's got a, built a history and a legacy of, of great secondary play, but I thought State played soft, and uh, I, that's the disappointing part of it. It's like you, you hear so much about, you know, accountability and things like that within this program, and then you have some guys go out there and alligator arms and balls, not really get out there and compete, and there's a couple of balls that probably should have been picked but the uh, wide receivers didn't get in there and really fight for the football and made those opportunities available for Alabama. Fortunately, they didn't get picked, but uh, not that we, you know, subscribe to the Kellenberger doctrine. But my point being is that this personnel group, this last four weeks of the season, has to step up and play physical, use their hands, and get out there and compete for the football. And there's some times this year they've done that. But I think in the last couple of weeks, that group is regressed a little bit, and I think that you know the challenge is now on the table for those guys.
1: Uh, what does the recruiting schedule look like for leech and the coaches on a on an off week?
2: Well, they're doing you know some some in person recruiting. You know, they're out there during the evaluation period and going to practices and things like that, and talking to coaches. And of course, there's some you know limited contact with players. And the you know, states offered some new players. We've seen some defensive back offers go out. A lot of junior recruiting and things like that, but uh, you know, guys like Malik Ellis has been committed to Mississippi State for a long time. Mississippi State was in in Laurel High School earlier this week, and so it'll wrap up a good bit here in about a month, as you guys know. You know, when the weekend ends after Thanksgiving, coaches are on the road for the better part of uh, you know the holiday season. But they're out right now. This kind of you know, not necessarily establishing many new relationships, even though there are a few but you're out there kind of running the roads and going and seeing the guys that are committed to you and your priority targets. And then there's some schools, of course, that will have some prospects for next year. You always want to show your face in those. But, yeah, it's, it's a busy week with everything that's going on. and The fact that you kind of get a chance to get on the road and kind of give the team a bit of a break too. But, but the reality of it is for it as coaches, you know, the recruiting process never stops. Okay
0: Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Uh, who would be some targets that could upgrade the offensive skill talent for Leach and the staff somewhat overnight?
2: Well, you know, I, I tell you, there's a couple guys that uh, I really like in this state. You know, we talk about Aiden Williams a lot, and uh, from the very beginning, uh, you know, he was a guy that everybody said was if he stayed in state would go to Ole Miss, you look up, well, was committed to Ole Miss, you know. And so no real surprise there. But, you know, you'd like to think you know, if you're Mississippi State and you're the past happy scheme that, um, you know, you'd be able to be more in the game with guys like that. And that, that, that's the thing I think you got to work on there. Is the, the, despite the fact that there may be some earlier leanings, you got to be able to go sell yourself to in-state prospects like that. You know, you've got to be able to get those guys in. Now, you know, there's a few other guys out there. You know, I, I love Creed Whittemore. We hadn't talked about him. Creed Whittemore is a guy that's from Gainesville, Florida. His dad's a coach. Uh, his mom was a volleyball player at Florida. He has a brother that's in Florida. You know, he, this is a guy that can really do it. Now, he's an athlete playing quarterback that will transition over to wide receiver. So there, there's a learning curve there in that respect. But I think this is a guy, too, that has some alpha about him. I think that this is a guy that you will see kind of hit the ground running. His kid's a winner. I think he does make you better. He's already established a relationship with Chris Parson. Turns out his cousin got to know Chris during the Elite 11 trials. They've become great friends. They're they're in contact every day. And the thing that you like about that is that it's pretty decor because you want kids to be committed to each other and not just your program. And so that, that way, if there is some up and down, you know, those guys will stick together and say, hey, we'll come in there as a group and make this better. And so I uh, really like him, and I think that he's a guy that will make this team better. And when I think about this running back group, you know, Dante Daldell is right out there. And and that's a guy, too, again, you know, not to be hypercritical, but, you know, State should offer that kid back in February. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Whether he's a linebacker or a running back or a holder or whatever, that guy's a football player. And I think when there's guys like that, with that kind of ability in your home state, you got to get on them early, and you just figure it out later. You figure out the projected position later. I mean, you did that with Ty Jones, right? I mean, Ty Jones is one of the better football players in the state of Mississippi. and Nobody really talks about him, but you didn't know. Is he a defensive end? Is he a running back? We'll just figure it out, okay? And I think that's the, the approach you should have taken with Dante Daldell. And now you're kind of fighting from behind to get him. But if State gets him, if you're able to flip him from Oregon, that's a very significant uh, commitment.
1: Uh, okay, Steve Robertson, two four seven Sports, the Boneyard Podcast. He joins us on the Out of Bounds Show and the Dosaki Guest Line. What? Uh, so you you think Oregon is in play or Ole Miss?
2: Well, he's committed to Oregon, but I, I think you know Ole Miss has made up some ground with him. And uh, the thing that I go back to is you know there was a time that uh, when he was getting ready to announce his decision, and there was a lot of heat that it would be Ole Miss, and ultimately it was Oregon. Uh, so he's already had the opportunity to commit to all Miss one time. You know, can they get him in a second go around? I think in the end, he will probably end up in the state of Mississippi. I think it probably ends up being a state Ole Miss battle. I just don't see Oregon being able to hang on to a kid from pick you in Mississippi. I mean, and, and if we've seen this happen several times in the last few years where Oregon gets hot on a kid from the South. Now, they do have a handful of guys from Alabama, but. Like DJ James, a guy that's a you know former Mississippi State commitment, goes up there and tra- ends up transferring to Auburn. And so, you know, as Ed Orgeron used to say, planes just don't fly north. You know, when it comes to college football in the South, and I think Dante Daldell will end up picking a school much closer to home, and it could very well bre- break down into a state almost battle. All
1: right, Steve Robertson on the Out of Bounds show. Who? Uh, how is Sawyer Robertson progressing? What What are you hearing on that? On that front, the the backup, I guess the backup QB um, at Mississippi State behind Will Rogers, What is he creating any kind of buzz in practice? Do they think he's getting better? Do they think he can play SEC football? Or is he a – I mean, this probably isn't fair. I don't think anybody's labeled him a bust, but where is he?
2: No, he's absolutely not a bust. And, you know, his, his time will come, and I think that's kind of basically – the position we're in you know he makes the jump this year last year he was basically a scout team quarterback this year he's getting all the second team reps and then a lot of fall camp reps uh, with some practices he took more reps than will did with the ones and so yeah he's progressing but but he's not about to overtake will rogers and it's like i, I read some of the social media commentary and i just like where, where do people get this stuff from you know uh could it be a battle next year in camp yeah, I think it certainly will be. And if you know Mike Leach, whether it is or it isn't, he's going to say it is. You know, and, you know, two years in a row, that's what we've heard. made Will Rogers earn it. I do think Will is back next year. Uh, I think Sally Robertson, of course, uh, is a guy now that has used one year of eligibility. I think he understands coming in, this is a job that I have to earn but I'd probably have to bide my time a little bit. So I don't think that he is maybe a candidate for the transfer portal this year. But, you know, if Will Rogers decides to come back in 24, possibly. You know, I think at that point you've got to look at you Sawyer Robertson and think, you know, hey, I've only got so much life to live and so much time to play college football. But, yeah, he, Sawyer has taken a nice jump this year, but I don't think it's a big enough jump where he ever made Will Rogers uncomfortable.
1: Okay. And if they if they lose, Marks and Dylan Johnson for whatever reason, they think they're good enough to go to the NFL. I don't think they are, but it, let's, that's what kids do this day and age. Where where are they? What are they left with at running back, other than Simeon Price?
2: Well, and I think there's a good chance Hardgrove goes back in the portal. I mean, you know, this is a good opportunity this past weekend to play him, and, and you didn't. You know, that, that's the thing. It's like you know, he goes in the portal, he comes back out, and yeah, I think as a coach, you got to ask yourself, you know, can, can I count on this kid? You know, uh, everybody seems to say he's doing okay, but yet we never see him on the field. So I think there's a good chance that you'll lose him, too. Mm-hmm. That's why I think going to get Dal is so important. But I think maybe if, if you see a situation where Marks and Dylan Johnson go, which I think both would be making a mistake, and if people don't like it when we're that forthright about things, but I don't think they've done enough at this point no. to generate. NFL buzz, and I think the people that love them need to be honest with them about that. If not, you're going to be in a Makai Polk situation, and I think at this point, if we're fair about that, Makai Polk was a much better football player. Um, but the reality of it is, is you may have to go into the portal or into junior college ranks to get a more experienced guy if that situation materializes, because I, I'm a Simeon Price fan too, but if he's the only returning running back with any experience, that's a problem. You know, and so you've got to be able to address that. I, I think that's opportunity for Dante Daldell, of course, to come in and play Arlika's leech has shown a willingness to play young running backs. But I think when you look about what's healthy, it's for the team. You've got to go out and have an experienced guy. So hopefully one or both of those guys comes back. But if they don't, you've got to go get a more experienced guy.
1: Uh, what about Trevion Williams, freshman defensive lineman? I know he's played some. Should he have played more?
2: Yeah, I think probably so. But, you know, of course, you know, I don't I don't get to see him in practice in season. But, uh, you know, he is a very big and physical kid. And, you know, he's played some and uh, showed some real flashes in practice. He got banged up for a little while, too. But, you know, the future is really bright for a young guy like him. And, I, you know, when we think about defensive line recruiting, because we have this discussion every year, it seems, when it comes to defensive line recruiting, and in the end, State finds a way to figure it out. You know, I mean, you, you get uh, you know, Ty Cooper a couple of years ago, and and, you know, and Dante, of course, is a guy that was an All-American. And, um, you know, it their their year has got to be next year. they got to step up next year and kind of be the dudes. I would like to see them got more playing time this year, but the reality of it is, you know, that some of these games have been so tightly contested you couldn't get too deep in the depth chart. But, you know, Trivion's a guy that I think is going to be the bell cow on this team. I think... probably for the next two years, and maybe ultimately he goes pro after year three. I think that's going to be the guy that everybody's talking about is the next great defensive lineman at Mississippi State. All
1: right. Um, Well, I think that's probably it. I could probably ask some tougher questions, but I'm going to hold see what happens. I give the staff, they've done a pretty damn good job. People want more, I get it. I'd say, where would you grade them, Steve? I'd say they're at about a B-plus since they arrived in Starkville. The COVID thing, you know, you, you get a pass, although I don't think I don't think the Dave Emmerich-led program did enough during COVID. I think a lot of other SEC schools worked a lot harder and smarter and with more focus. But all in all, I think A to Z, on the field, off the field, everything else, I give them – a B plus Well, how would you grade the staff today
2: I would probably say closer to a B I guess depending on what day you ask me maybe I would say a B plus but uh you know when I look at the 2020 year and you know there are some people that did exceptionally well that year and but those are the exception rather than rule right I mean that's just the reality of life if you look at last year they took a step forward I, I just think this can't be a year where you're Taking a step back if Mississippi State and I understand the schedule is a little more difficult this year but you know State needs to try to find a way to get to eight wins this year and I think if you get to eight and the egg is one of them I think at that point everybody would consider this season a big success
1: yeah I think there will be a pretty pretty big underdog in Oxford six six plus points but uh, I do think you're right with the fan base thanks Steve appreciate it man see you uh, lunch today is brought to you by one of Steve's favorite places Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland, Bulldog Burger in Startville, and Bulldog Burger in Tupelo. If you missed any of the show, including our amazing emoji discussion, then you can go to Apple Podcast and search The Out of Bound Show. Apple Podcast, search The Out of Bound Show. See you tomorrow